this shit, built this shit brick by brick with it. Niggas flawless, regardless, backing up and cracking tenements. Surely a gangster, do test that. My shooters itching pistols with extenders. Essential by traffickers, where we bitch that. We on the corners with Lewis on us. We put up on them in fours, four in the morning. Show them niggas how we click clack. Sherry made back, look how I sit back. I had to take it back, the shit is mismatch. Bust a four pound and that shit kick back. What you feel the impact? Bucket kiss hat, VS where my wrist at. Fendi stockings over the face, not where your bricks at. Bugatti truck, I need to get that. La Maki, not get the big set. Pour the block on the table, told that bitch to sniff that. Sent her to Texas, made her bring my shit back. Gave her six stacks for any mishaps. From New York to Dallas, like Chris Stacks. Got it back and flipped that. Green beam, sit on a Big Mac. We the hardest niggas out, bitch, don't forget that. Just off for impact, it feel like Rick. Yo, 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 what up, everybody? What up, what up, what up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Hood Lost Me podcast. I'm your gracious host. Mitchell Brown. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all. I'm I'm really, really appreciative of you guys coming to check me out whenever you listen to this podcast. Um, shout out everybody that uh, after last week's episode um, made it a point for them to, you know, call me, text me, send me a message. Just just kind of generally check up on how I'm doing. I appreciate y'all for that. Um, got a lot to talk about, man. Got a whole lot to talk about. Started the show with that Griselda popping. Really like Griselda. I really, really, really like Griselda. Um, that West Side Gun. Check out that West Side Gun. It's crazy. I remember when West Side Gun first um, had like had uh, first hit the scene, and um, you know, try to like play it low. Whatever he told us about his brother, he said that yo, man, you know what I'm saying? Like my brother's a nice one, but um, he got shot up. He got shot in the face, shot in the neck. But like my brother's nice. And then his brother came out. His brother ended up being Conway. And it was nigga Conway came and he was, you know what I mean, spinning out, yada, 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 boom, boom, boom. And then they got Benny. They got Derringer making the beats. They got uh, uh, they got ALC, shout out to Alchemist, making some of the beats also. Alchemist might be the most underrated producer in hip-hop. It might be Alchemist. It... it it just might be Alchemist in term. I mean, cause cause Alchemist's been making and and it's it's crazy too because he's a white cat from California. Alchemist has been making some of the hardest hip hop beats for some of the you know the 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 grittiest hardest rap crews for easy twenty years. Easy. We're around the campfire. We gonna make it by uh, fuck Styles and Kiss. Fuck Alchemist did that beat. We know all of the work the Alchemist did with Mob Deep. Um, as 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 well as some of the own projects, his own projects, as as uh, Alchemist's own projects. You know what I mean, like the cutting room floors and all that. Um, I, I'm I'm a really big fan of uh, that Chemical Warfare project that came out years ago. And I mean, I'm 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 talking shit that came out maybe uh, 2006, maybe was when like Chemical Warfare came out. But I mean, like 
I listened to that the other day. And that shit still go hard. Alchemist might be, he 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 might be, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I've been meaning to catch up with, you know, my man Soup J, Superstar J, so we could do this hip-hop episode. Jamie, what up? Um, but yeah, man. After so so uh, I fucking lost my train of thought trying to go through my docket, but uh them I really like them Griselda cats. I really like them cats. Um and I try to get with other music. Right? I try to get with other um newer artists main, mainly. I, I try to. Right? But like yo man, like A some of these niggas' names just be like, like who? And then, you know, kids, no, 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 man, he nice, man, give him a chance, give him a chance. And then I'm like, yo, like, this dude Earl Sweatshirt, never listen to any, anything Earl Sweatshirt. I don't even know anything about this Earl Sweatshirt dude. I don't know how he give it up or nothing. But people's telling me to check out Earl Sweatshirt. I believe he just dropped a project recently. And they're calling it an album. And it's like 17 minutes. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Yo, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck is this? I mean, I mean, is that what it is? Like, like, is is it is it because there's really no rules to this streaming shit? Or like, I think I, I think Joe Button said it on his pod on one of one of the episodes of his podcast where he talked about like a stream counts as like a like a minute. Like if they listen to it for a minute. It's a stream. So even if it's a three-minute song, four-minute song, they listen to it for a minute, it's a stream. I don't know if that's the same as it goes with podcasts. I have no idea how people accurately check their numbers. My numbers, our numbers for this podcast is incredibly inconsistent by the, the tools that we use to measure. Not just on some week-to-week shit, but like... It's such a volatile range of numbers. Like I can have anywhere between a couple thousand downloads to like 80 in the same week based off of multiple different what, you know, I guess companies or projections or whatever. I don't know what that shit means. And you know what? I don't care, really, because... um, I do this podcast for y'all. I do this podcast for me. You know what I mean? Um, which allows me to say the shit that I want to say and, and you know, um, give it up the way that I want to give it up. You know? Um, as long as um, uh, people in my company don't have an issue with it and they don't have an issue with it as long as um, I'm not talking about anything finance related. And... That's fair. I can get with that. So, you know, here we are. But, um, what was I talking about? Music. Yeah, man, these, some of these new cats. Like, like, it took me a while to listen to, um, the YBN Corday dude. But the YBN Corday dude, his album, his album was a good, he has a, he has a really good album. He has a really, like, he's spitting. He has a really good album. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call Rhapsody a new artist. But, you know, I, 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 I still maintain that Rhapsody has the best rap album of 2019 thus far. 
Um, I don't know who else is going to give it up, but I mean, you know, I mean, like Jim Jones put out a very good album this year. Um, you know, Rick Ross put out an album, but it's a typical Rick Ross album. Rick Ross might be the best rapper that nobody cares about. Right. Like, um, let me let me see, because in, in the past, I used to say that um, Fabulous was the Carmelo Anthony of hip hop. Right. And, and like it's no shade to Fab. It's no shade to Carmelo. I think both of those men are great at their job. I, I, I think that, you know, Carmelo, um, he he's he, it's a it's a perfect storm that caused Carmelo's detriment in pro basketball. Um, he's a mid-range. Well, you know what? Sports. We could talk about sports, but you know Ross's albums. I don't want to say that they're like Drake albums, and 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 like the same way that like none of them have any impact. Um, but you know, like a Ross album is a Ross album. I mean, it, it's going to be good. None none of his albums are whack, in my opinion. Um, they're just all good. They're just all you know good. Good albums, you know. Rick Ross might be the Chris Middleton of hip hop. Good player, solid player. You know, can't say anything bad about his game. You know what I mean? Can't say anything negative about what he does for his team. The amount of production that he that 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 he puts up. You know, it's a quality player, but it's just like, nah. You know, eh. Like I wouldn't. Be in a rush to hear like like Rick Ross didn't put out another album ever again. I'm I'm okay. I you know I don't think I've ever seen Rick Ross live at a festival or at a you know a club date or anything like that. And I don't give a shit about seeing him live ever. Um. What else? Uh, what else? What else? Uh, let's say music. Um, so okay. Last week I talked about the gospel album that came out, and um. This is the last thing that I'm going to say about Kanye and Kanye's music uh, for the rest of the year, unless he does some crazy shit, which, you know, he might do. Um, But the worst part of Kanye's 27-minute gospel album is Kanye rapping on it. And if you're the worst part of your album, your album sucks. Moving right along. Um, Load management. How we like load management. Load management was a big deal. Um... Doris Burke got on television, and I think Doris Burke is outstanding at, at her job. Uh, in, in terms of basketball brains, um, you know, uh, other than Hubie Brown, I mean, I fuck with Doris Burke. I, I think that she is on point most of the time when she's talking about basketball. Doris Burke had a very poignant soliloquy about um, some of the issues that the NBA might run into as, as, as we embark on this load management journey. Now, I can say that if um, younger people, I don't want to say young people because I consider myself a young person, but younger people uh, want to do away with this, this brand of being soft Fair or unfair, there's there's this brand that young people are soft. Um, they try to say millennials, but, you know, the oldest millennial is 38. Um, 
so I don't I don't want to say millennials, but you know, young 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 the younger generation, quote unquote, is soft and not saying that Kawhi Leonard is soft by any stretch of the imagination. From what I understand, uh, it's being reported that Kawhi Leonard um, has some type of degenerative tendon disease, which, um, you know, makes sense as to why you can't play back to back. You know what I'm saying? He might be a 20 year old cat with 40 year old cat knees for all I know. Right. Hell of a player. We saw what he did in the finals. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and how awesome his summer was with the memes and all that shit. Great. But um, as we move away from, you know, uh, I, I guess maybe grit and toughness, right? It's, it's, it's this, you know, science and data and, you know, people, players in the quote unquote golden era of NBA basketball, you know, the, the late 80s, mid 90s type of type of players, cats would take pride in, in playing 80 games. Like, you know, say what you want about Carmelo. Um, Carmelo played, you know, 78 games at least pretty much every year of his career. Right. Um, you know, uh, unless cats were injured and they and they couldn't play catch or playing, a lot of them felt like you know, they they owed it to the fans. I know that Michael Jordan is one of those players that was like, listen, man, these motherfuckers pay money for me to put on a show, and I'm going to put on a show. So here we are. And, and, and I mean, you know what? Say what you want about LeBron James. But LeBron James shows up. Right? Like, he'll play an 82-game schedule if, if, if he's healthy enough to do it. Now, of course, if a guy's hurt, we want you to play. But if you're injured, I understand why you, you need to sit out. So for Kawhi Leonard having this degenerative tendon disease, I mean, I mean, you could take a look at someone like a Brandon Roy, for example. Um, if you guys can remember Brandon Roy, he used to play for Portland. I believe he played for the University of Washington in college. Brandon Roy was an excellent player. And, um, you know, he had... Some type of degenerative knee disease. I don't know if it's the same thing as Kawhi Leonard. I don't even know for a fact if 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 Kawhi Leonard has this affliction. Um, I it's just something that I read that was reported, and and you know, quite frankly, nobody knows shit about boxing. Um, but part of the one of the issue, one of the things that cut Brandon Roy's career short is 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 maybe we didn't have the data that we had that we have now. We didn't have the medical technology that we have now. And I mean, this was maybe 12 years ago that Brandon Roy uh, had to call it quits. Maybe, maybe, maybe even less than 12 years ago. Right. But, um, this, 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 this load management thing will become a problem because you had the Milwaukee Bucks against the Los Angeles Clippers. Paul George is injured. And, you know, Kawhi was resting on a nationally televised game. So maybe this is something that could come up during the next collective bargaining for the National Basketball League, National Basketball um, Association, pardon me. And um, they, they could say, you know, for nationally televised games, because for, you know, whatever, because that's where the money is. Like the, the, the money for these cats to make the salaries that they make comes from 
these television endorsements. Um, and a large part of it, which, which, which was why, which, you know, was why the, the China thing was such a big deal because, um, more people in China watch the NBA games on television than they do here in the United States. More people in China speak English than they do in the United States, just because there's, you know, three times as many people in China as there are in the United States. So, you know, we have issues in the United States where, um, Certain demographics don't really care about the, not necessarily the players, but the workforce of the NBA. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, just because they don't fit the demographics, right? So if you're in a state like Missouri, doesn't have a basketball team, um, and they have a choice to watch an NBA playoff game or the 30th game of a baseball season. They're going to watch the baseball game. Right. Um, But one thing that the NBA does have, one thing that uh, pro basketball does have that not many sports can take advantage of is the star effect. What I mean by that is you put any player on any one team or subtract any player from any one team, I mean, we see how much of an impact that has, right? Take a team like Golden State. Uh, we got Golden State now. We got Steph Curry out. Klay Thompson is out for the season probably. You know, like even if Kevin Durant was still a part of the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Durant is out for the season. I believe Draymond just got hurt. They're a completely different team, Right? I mean, even prior to this season starting with a healthy Draymond, with a healthy Steph Curry, they brought in uh, D'Angelo Russell from Brooklyn. Um, They were still talking about Golden State not making the playoffs. So, you know, that's that's something that the NBA has, that that star. If you have a star, you can you can greatly improve your chances for your team. You can also sell more merchandise. You will also have more people watching your games. Um, And that's so. So for this load management thing, especially people that are sitting out of nationally televised games, um, you might cause some resentment with your fan base. You might. I don't know. I watched a game last night. Um, I say last night. I don't know when you guys listen, but but I, I watched the. Uh, excuse me. I watched um, the Bucks, you know, Clippers game, the Kawhi-less game, and it was. I mean, it was okay. You know, they had the, they had a uh, freaky Greeky out there. Who's a hell of a player? Um, and I think that's also that also helps the NBA product as well, right? That we can bring in international players who um, can, you know, fit in to the landscape and perform really well, right? you got guys like uh, Giannis from Greece, um, Porzingis from Latvia, uh, um, the kid Doncic. I don't even know where Doncic is from, like one of them, like, European countries, but he's he's, he's probably a top 12 player currently, you know what I mean? Um, Where we can bring this this talent in, someone like a Joel Embiid, uh, I believe he's from Senegal, uh, a Pascal Siakam, he's from one of those African countries, also. You know what I mean? So, so like that also can 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 help create more of a demand for NBA basketball globally. Um, but it still might cause some resentment. 
I mean, truthfully. If, all right, like, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, right? So let's say, um, let's say I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, let's say I transplant to Los Angeles and I get a ticket to see the Bulls and the Clippers and, um, you know, let's say, uh, you know, like Kobe White grows into the player I hope that Kobe White grows into. And I buy a ticket. And let's say I'm in California and I have a family, right? And I take my son or my daughter or whatever to the game. And, you know, her, his or her favorite player is Kobe White. And Kobe ain't playing because of load management. I'm going to be pissed. It's hard not to be. It's hard not to be. These tickets ain't cheap. It's hard not to be pissed. Um, but, you know, the NBA doesn't have a problem with it thus far. Teams don't have a problem with it thus far. And the fans don't generally have a problem with it yet. But uh, all of that is subject to change. Um, what, what is also subject to change is uh, how we view LeBron James. LeBron James is, is upset. And I love an upset, petty LeBron James. Oh, I love it. I love an upset LeBron James. I wish LeBron James had this attitude earlier in his career when people were taking shots at LeBron, people were, you know, questioning LeBron's character. I, I, I want angry LeBron. I was not a fan of LeBron early in his career. I'm becoming a fan of LeBron. I want petty LeBron. All of the great athletes, all of the great anything, you got to be a little bit of a psychopath and invent issues that aren't there and invent enemies that may not be there just to give you that motivation to move forward and just go kick some proverbial ass and it seems like LeBron James doing that by saying, yo, they're saying I'm washed. Yo, my nigga, nobody said that you're washed. We're saying that you're old because everybody in your draft class is gone. I mean, you know, like D-Wade is retired. Chris Bosh had to retire because of his blood clots and, you know, what happened with Carmelo. Um, basically, like, wrong place, wrong time. And, you know, it sucks that Carmelo doesn't play defense, but, you know, he can't hack it anymore. He's not given the opportunity to hack it anymore, but LeBron still... Top three player in the NBA in the least. So, you know, they moved to Los Angeles, him and Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, outstanding player. And LeBron's like, yeah, we're going to make this, you know, we're going to center this offensive thing around Anthony Davis. And thus far, even though the Lakers are, are playing well, meaning they're winning, um, not because of their offensive side of, you know, they're a very, very, very good defensive team, rightfully so. You got uh, Dwight Howard. You got fucking Anthony Davis. Uh, you got um, like Avery Bradley, who's a pretty good wing defender. Danny Green, who's a pretty good wing defender. Um, KCP, who will play defense. Um, you know Rondo, who's a decent, you know, defender also. Um, but but mainly you got LeBron James, who has decided he's not playing defense anymore, or at least not playing defense the way he used to play defense. So. The Lakers are at least very, 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 very fun to watch, right? We're, we're, you know, getting a jump on college basketball. And this is a time where um, the games don't really matter, right? Like college basketball season just started. NBA season just started. It's really hard to follow. I mean, like once you see all of these players, because that's kind of where I am. Like I, I, I don't think I watched a full game with Giannis. I don't think I watched a full game um, – with Houston, um, I watched. Uh, did I watch a? 
I believe I saw a Brooklyn game. And I've yet to see Kyrie pass. And I wonder how long his teammates are going to allow him to dominate the ball the way he's dominating the ball. I've yet to see Kyrie pass. Um, I'm very, very disappointed in Denver, mainly in you know Jokic. You guys may have heard me talk about Jokic as 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 being the best player that nobody knew, that like you know like nobody knew about. But he came into the season. It looks like he's incredibly out of shape, and that's unprofessional. It's unprofessional. If you want to be considered one of the top players in the world, one of the top players in the league, you can't come into the season out of shape. Do what all of the good players do. Right, they come into the season, they 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 get off to a fast start, they kick ass. Then around like January, you know, they get a little knee soreness, a little back tightness, or whatever, and they sit out for two weeks. So you know what I'm saying? Do that. Don't come into the season out out of shape, right? But um, you know, college ball, a lot of good a lot of good players are gonna probably watch get drafted next year. Um, got like fucking Greg Anthony's son for the Tar Heels. I cheer for the Tar Heels. Homie looked good, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I will thank, I will thank the college football, the NCAA. I will thank them for their little television show where they had the little college football playoff, and they they you know gave gave us content to talk about. I cheer for the Ohio State Buckeyes on the college football side, and you know they got they 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 had them number one. I believe LSU was number two. I believe uh, Alabama was number three. I believe Penn State was number four. You know, there's a lot of uproar about Clemson not being in the. Dude, listen, we, it's it. We got fucking. Uh, we got time, uh, as well as a lot of the shit's gonna cancel each other out. I mean, I believe Bama and LSU play this weekend. Um, Ohio State's gonna have to play Penn State sometime. But the television show is good. And as long as they produce content so I could talk about that shit on here, I mean, thank you for that. Um, what else we got before we get off sports? Antonio Brown, man. <sighs> What's up, Antonio? You're, yo, like, seriously, does anybody know if he's okay? He went on this tirade where he was talking about um, he quitting and... You know, the NFL is, uh, you know, this, that, and a third. And, and you know, he's, he's uh, he needs to stay off his fucking phone. That's what, that's what he needs to do. He needs to, he needs to, he needs to stay off his phone. He's, he's supposed to have a meeting with the NFL, talk about how, like, they're racist. I can agree with that. Um, but, you know, he needs to, um, he needs, he needs to, he needs to, he needs to stay off his phone. And that's all I'm gonna say about, about that. I don't. I don't. I don't really know much. Um, I will. I will end sports talking about Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Mas. Uh, Jorge Masvidal. I had one of the best press conferences, 2019. I said it was super necessary for him to throw those punches after he kneed his opponent in the face and knocked his opponent out in the first five seconds of the fight. And Jorge Masvidal saying that. Uh, he wants to box. Box, not not fight. He wants to box Canelo Alvarez. And that's stupid. I understand why he's doing that. He's trying to get paid. He's not, you know, he's not no spring chicken. And he gets punched in the face for a living. But um, that's a terrible idea to want to box someone like a Saul Canelo Alvarez, considering um, Canelo just knocked out Sergey Kovalev to win a light heavyweight championship. 
and I believe three years ago he was fighting Floyd Mayweather at 147. So that's that's a, that's about a 30 pound leap in weight, and you don't you really bring power with you when you do that. But um, he did. Hopefully his urine is clean. Um, but yeah, it's stupid for Masvidal to want to jump into the boxing ring with someone like a Canelo. That's that's stupid. Um, what else we got? Yo, you know what? Speaking of stupid, right? We got two things to talk about stupid. And, and you know, you know, fuck it. Prior to this week, there was a lot of things that you could say about T.I. There was a lot of things you could say about T.I. One of the things that I never would have thought that I would be able to say about T.I. And, and actually be qualified to say is um, that T.I. is stupid. Well, that changed. He threw all, it out, threw all of that out the window. T.I. is stupid. Some of you guys may have noticed or may have heard about. Um, so T.I. did an interview on some radio show. Um, and, you know, of course, we, we hear about shit via social media. People talk about it. They share their opinions. We banter a little bit back and forth, whatever the case. T.I. was on this radio show. And I listened to the soundbite. Um, I'm not sure if we can play it. We may not. I'm, we may not have the rights, um, but he s- said. Well, it, it seemed like he was joking. His tone was joking, where, where he said, "You know, it takes a daughter to um, uh, her gynecology appointments, and you know, the the you know he he has it. He has the doctor verify that her hymen is still intact." So that she's, you know, to see if she's still a virgin or not. And that's stupid on many levels. A, a young woman can break her hymen playing tennis. You know what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily from taking dick. She could, you know what I mean? Like, if she works out or stretches or, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? She can break her hymen. Um, also, what? Come on, man. Come on, man. Not like this. Not like this. This it it it, it can't be like this, Ti. Right. Um. I believe at this current time, Ti's daughter is you know on on paper a grown woman. She's eighteen years old. It's not just so much Ti's perspective, right? Because he's his own individual. He can have his opinion, no problem. I was surprised that so many of you other niggas was co-signing. This stupid ass bullshit. This shit is stupid. It's so if T.I. was genuinely joking, maybe um, on that reality show. And, and from what I understand, his daughter like is somebody. Right. Or at least people feel like she's somebody, I guess, because of their show or, or whatever. I have no idea. I've never watched his show. I don't know much about T.I. outside of his music um, and, you know, his criminal charges, whatever. But um if you are doing this as a as part of the rollout for the upcoming season of your reality show, T.I. and the Family or whatever it's called, um, my man, you, you, you're going to put your child as fodder for this? Because now, you know, like, yo, the Internet's ruthless. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you got this young woman who is getting all of these comments, all of these mentions, who's, you know, and, you know, people are talking about it. Obviously, I'm talking about it on, like, this podcast, but people with bigger platforms are talking about it on, on, on there. And some of them are even using this young girl's name. I don't know her name. I'm not going to look it up. But um, 
if you are joking, why would you joke around like that and, and like, you know, use your daughter as fodder? So that tells me that you're not joking. That tells me that you're serious, which even makes it worse. Because there's, there's just so much wrong with this. There's just so much wrong with this. For example, just, just, just from an ignorant side, right? Just from a nigga side, okay? And I'm qualified in nigga shit because, you know, I used to participate in a lot of nigga shit. I wrote the nigga shit manual, believe it or not. And I know when you have people, women, young women, who come from repressive cultures, repressive upbringings, when these young women get freedom and they meet a nigga that's halfway decent in nigga shit, oh, it's over. It's over. Right? It's over. Listen, we all know about the preacher's kid who, you know, went, went down to Spelman and got, and was, and was, it was over. It was over. You know what I'm saying? Like the next thing, she was in the new Waka Flocka video, giving it up. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we've heard them stories. Why would you want to, why would you want to, T.I., why would you want to do that? T.I. should know. Right? But, but, to me, this 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 is this is the 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 uh, uh, the big toe of a larger foot. The larger foot being something that I feel like is incredibly wrong with our society. The fact that we don't allow women to control their bodies, right? So you know, like South Carolina recently put out um, they they had a vote about abortion in their state. And it was um, 14 men and one woman voted no. Listen, men shouldn't be voting on whether or not a woman should get an abortion. Period. Regardless of your religious beliefs or your political affiliations or whatever. Men shouldn't decide that. That's not for, that's not for us. Because we wouldn't want to decide, we wouldn't want women to decide, you know what I'm saying, if we get vasectomies or whatever the fuck. We we wouldn't want that shit. We wouldn't want you know what I'm saying. That's just that's just to me that's dumb and and, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make sense. But also, um, how we condition young women to think about sex or to feel about sex, right? Like you know you're you're in this young woman's face. You're you're you know where this young woman can't even get privacy at the doctor. My man, you want to take your daughter to her doctor's appointment? No doubt. Wait in the car till she gets out of the appointment. Hey, baby, everything good? You straight? All right, you ready to go home? No doubt. Like, wait in the fucking car. Say, what the fuck is you doing? Taking yo, we, I, I, I want to make sure. Man, that's dumb. Especially, it, it ain't like Ti is. I, I mean, I don't know what he is as, as a father. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he and um, fucking Shorty from Escape is married. But like, yo, T.I., you, you done slung plenty of dick throughout your career, my nigga. I know when you was on the You Don't Know Me tour. You remember that song? You see me in the street, nigga, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? When he was on that You Don't Know Me tour, I'm sure he was slinging hella dick. Major dick. When he was, you know what I'm saying? You can get whatever you like. Like, I'm hella. What the fuck is you talking about, Tip? 
right? But, you know, when, how we condition young women to think about sex, to feel about sex, we condition, and this is just my opinion, we condition young women to feel about sex, to think about sex, like it's something that's taken away from them. And young men are conditioned to feel like they're taking something from the woman. That's where all of like the, the that's where the conquer rhetoric comes from, right? Where, 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 you know, men feel like if, if you know, hey, I'm, I'm just trying to conquer this. That's where that jargon comes from because that's how we view it, right? Where it should be viewed as like, you know, it's something that's shared amongst both people, in my opinion. Something that should be shared amongst both parties, and both parties should get some enjoyment, some pleasure out of this, right? So fast forward, I was I I, I performed a little experiment last year where um I would ask women uh, that I felt comfortable enough with asking um, how they wanted a man to ask them for sex, to approach them for sex, and the resounding. Answer. Some women would, would, would give me an answer, but most, and by, by most, I'll say maybe if I asked 20 women, 17 of them gave me this answer, where they said that they didn't want a man to ask them. They wanted a, you know, a man to p- pick up on the vibe or go off of body language or whatever. And I think that that's why we have grown women that not just grown women, but grown adults who otherwise would consider themselves civilized and open-minded and, and, and you know, professional and confident. Who cannot effectively, maturely talk about sex. They cannot. And the reason why is because when we talk to little girls, it's don't do it. And when we talk to little boys, I mean, we might say don't do it, but like we ain't really like, nah, man, like don't do it. You know, we applaud little boys. But oh, shit, look at little man, man. He got a little girlfriend. We applaud that shit. Whereas though we call the little girls fast. So what type of image does that, you know what I'm saying? Like what type of, uh, not, not image, uh, conditioning does that give this young girl? We should be talking to young girls about, you know, reasons why they might want to have sex. And if they do, talk to them about how they should enjoy sex. Now, listen, I'm a man. I, I can't tell a woman how to enjoy sex. Most men cannot. If you let these, you know, like ladies tell it, most of us don't know what the fuck we doing. Most of us. They'll say that. Most of us don't know. But if most of us don't know what the fuck we doing, how come... Women aren't comfortable enough to explain, now, nah, homie, don't do that, nigga. You killing the pussy, nigga. This is what I want you to do. Right? Why don't we talk to our young people about that instead of making them feel negatively about something that we all want to do? And, and lastly, last thing that I'll say about this, I also feel like a lot of the things that... We do, we say, we act. A lot of that shit comes from, and I'm, I'm talking about men, a lot of that shit comes from the fact that a lot of men have a negative self-image about themselves. 
And again, earlier I talked about how um, I wrote the book on nigga shit. I remember the younger Mitch, and by younger Mitch, I'm going to say 20 years ago, which is, woo, 20 years ago, right? Um, you know, I might take somebody's daughter out and, and uh, uh, you know, she might give me the pussy the first time we go out. And, you know what I'm saying, in my brain, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, word, word up, man. Yeah, you know, we just smutted that bitch or whatever. I just smut, you know what I'm saying? It, was, it, was, it always had a negative connotation, even though it was a pleasurable experience for me at least. But why? Why was I saying that? I, you know, after you do some maturing, you have some by yourself meetings and you think about it critically. You start to view yourself differently. So the reason why I was I considered it a, a, a negative for a young girl to have sex with me prematurely, for lack of a better word, is because I didn't view myself in the highest regard. Therefore, there must be something wrong with this young lady if she's allowing me, you know, a little slimeball nigga from Jersey, to do this to her. Must be something wrong with her. Ain't nothing wrong with me because, you know what I'm saying, fuck it, nigga, I'm a... And, and, and I mean, it's the things that we say as men to, to each other is as a, as, a, as, a, as a sign of false machismo, right? Ego, bullshit pride. You, you, you guys might remember um, uh, the Tupac monologue where he was the Juice character, uh, uh, where he was Bishop from, from Juice, the Bishop character, where he was like, you know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, I'm gonna fuck about Steel, I'm gonna fuck about Raheem, I'm gonna fuck about you, I'm gonna fuck about myself. You know, I ain't shit. I ain't never going to be shit. As soon as I decide that you ain't shit, pow. So, be, you know what I'm saying? That was something that, I mean, the music that men like me have grown up on. Like, I remember Style saying, I'm, a, I'm an ignorant negative nigga. Pop gun, shoot dice, talk shit, say I'm better than niggas. Like, ain't nothing cool about being negative and ignorant. But Styles killed that shit. And that shit bumped. And we listened to it. We're conditioned. We were conditioned as young niggas to think that that was the way to be. We were conditioned as young niggas to think that, you know, um, whoever was able to quote unquote conquer the most women were, were, were the, you know what I mean? The ones that were to be appreciated. And that's false. It's wrong. It's not true. And I mean, even now, Right? You got T.I., and, and, and I believe T.I. said, like, yo, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep my daughters off the pole. Like, you don't enjoy strip clubs. Right now, I'm, I, me personally, I don't enjoy strip clubs at all. I'll go if niggas is going, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not somebody that be in the strip club. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't enjoy it in that way. However, those women are incredible. Those women are, they're incredibly good at their job the good strippers not not you lazy bitches that walk up and pull out one big old fake titty talking about on my tip and not you motherfuckers i'm not talking about you i'm talking about the chicks that be the, the the chicks that be on that pole that have incredible core strength incredible fucking flexibility that are outstanding athletes that do that shit in clear heels you women are outstanding second is there anything legitimately wrong with sex work Anything. 
In my opinion, no. I mean, this motherfucker's out here killing niggas. She, she could be doing that instead. It's, it's, it's women out here. And we're going to talk about some of these nasty-ass women later on. But what's, what's so bad about having a daughter that's a stripper? Why do we as men view that as something that's wrong? Why do we view these women in a negative way? All the while, giving them our money. If these people are so vile and repulsive and they, 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 they have such an abhorrent occupation, what type of asshole would give them their money? If that's how you truly feel. So I think that not just T.I., but the guys that agree with T.I., I think that y'all need to have a by yourself meeting and think about, you know, some of the shit that you might feel and why you might feel this way about women who might be doing the exact thing that you want them to do. They might be doing it. They might be willing to do it. If you, yo, kick it to her, like she's an actual human being, an intelligent human being. And let her make her own choice. Let her make her own decision. But trying to do that shit by force, that shit don't work for nobody. Talk to your daughters about sex, please. Please, talk to your sons about sex too, please. Don't let these motherfuckers learn about sex from the hub. Don't let bang bros and blacked teach your children about sex because that's not... That's not sex. Porn ain't, porn ain't sex. Porn is porn. Porn ain't sex. They might be fucking on porn, but that ain't sex. And, and what, what I mean by that is nothing about porn, the current state of porn, has anything to do with female satisfaction because women ain't the ones that's buying it on a large scale. So don't let these kids learn about... Don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not... It ain't cool. And anybody that agrees with Tip, that shit ain't cool. I, 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 like I said, I, I feel sorry for this young girl. Um, the fact that, you know, she has all of this hitting her in the face all at the same time. Um, hopefully this shit will pass like everything passes. And, and, and um, that, that shit is stupid. That shit is stupid. Right. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about something different. I was going to talk about power, but uh, I'll wait. I wait. Nah, I'm not gonna talk about power. Let's 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 talk about. So we had an an election, right? And where's where's my map? Here we go. We had an election. It was election day, and and people made a big deal about this election, and you know, uh, uh, I don't. You know, I mean, I, I'm really not impressed too much, um, I, because. So, in the state of Virginia, I believe, you know, a, a, a lot of, like, you know, like, Demo- uh, excuse me, the state house of Virginia is now run completely by Democrats. Great. Wonderful. For the people that live in Virginia, if this is what you wanted, what type of policies are you going to hold these people accountable to do? You know what I'm saying? I find that 
with much of the Democratic Party, at least from my personal standards and my personal opinions. It's been a benign neglect policy where once they're in office, they neglect all the shit that they said that they were going to do. Right. So like if, you know, they ran on gun safety because uh, there was a shooting in Virginia Beach in June or May or something like that. Hold them to the fire. Get that shit passed. Get that shit passed. 2020. Whatever the issue is. Women's rights. Get that. 2020. Get that. Hold them accountable. Get that shit in there. Don't let them drag their feet because they will drag their feet because they're all, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. I feel like the Republicans, the Democrats, they're just, they're the same. They're the same. To me, they're the same. And I'd love if anybody wants to challenge that and, and you know, you want to converse and debate about it, I, let's, let's do it. But I'm glad to see that people are going out there to vote. Uh, and it's also the it, it, it's also the cluelessness of images as well. Like, you know, Kentucky just elected their first black mayor. I mean, excuse me, their first black governor. And um, people people thrilled about it. Like, oh yeah, Kentucky black uh, black man, black governor. And then they find out he's Republican, and all of a sudden it's not cool. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you could be you could be black and Republican. I think that most black people naturally are inclined to be, you know, Republican. Black values align greatly with Republican values in these United States. Black people believe in small government. Black people believe in low taxes. Want to keep our money. Black people largely very religious, make decisions with their faith in mind. Some black people literally will thump their Bible. Black people aren't trusting of the government. Right? These are all things. Naturally, natural, inherent black values. You know, you, you know, you might have some, I'm not talking about the micro, I'm talking about the macro. Right? And this is, this is a fact. Like, I've had women that stopped dating me because, you know, I didn't have a quote-unquote church family. You know what I'm saying? Right? Now, granted, modern-day Republicans tend to side with white supremacists, whereas though the Democrats say, hey, we'll give you rights. (laughs) We'll give you rights. Vote for us, and then we vote for them. And the rights they give us ain't really rights. If you live in New York City, you know all about stop and frisk. You, you know what I'm saying? We know all about it. Places that, you know, like here in New Jersey. Blue state, largely, they'll tell you, progressive New Jersey. We voted against legalizing marijuana. Fuck is that? To the point where even, even if it got passed, there were about 49 different towns in New Jersey that said even if this shit passes, uh, passes the, the state vote, becomes a state law, if you get caught in our town, we locking you up. 
type of shit is that? You, you're not going to listen to your boss? Some brazen shit. So let's just hope that these politicians, again, people that are in these states, right? Your Kentuckys. I believe the... Um, uh, what, what, what was it? They, they were talking about Mike Pence's, and I'm not, and I'm not looking this up because I don't really have an interest. Mike Pence's town or county or whatever in Indiana, some bumfuck piece of shit town, county, whatever the fuck where he's from, fucking cow fuckers. Um, yeah, they went Democrat or whatever. And listen, come on, we like stop with this Democrat. You know what I'm saying? Like, who are these politicians? What's their record? What are they? What are their values? What do they believe in? That's what's, that's way more important to me than if a guy's a Republican or if a guy's a Democrat. Because none of us, I mean, fuck, none of us agree wholly with a lot of the things that the Republican Party, that the Democrat. If, if you're a Republican, you can't you can't possibly agree with a hundred percent of the Republican issues and initiatives and things that they stand for. And if, if, if you're a Democrat, I, you know, you can't believe in that shit either. There's some shit you just can't, not 100%. I think it's stupid when, well, I'll, I'll you know, I, I will get to that. But let's talk about this Trump impeachment, right? Because, you know, we're close to an hour in and there's um, one topic that I want to talk about. But let's talk about this Trump impeachment. And the 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 where where we are with this Trump impeachment thing, right? Because again, this is something else that a lot of people view as a victory, and and that's some and that's some soft pussy Democratic shit. To be honest, this is no victory. This is just like yo, we are agreeing that we're gonna schedule the game. That's all this impeachment shit. We're agreeing that we're gonna schedule the game. We don't even know how it's gonna play. We don't even know who is gonna win. We don't know shit. We're just going to have the game. This is where we are. And these are the things that are leading up to us having the game. Okay? July 25th, there was a call with the Ukrainian president. Trump had a phone call with uh, Vladimir Zelensky, in which he says, Yo, my man, I need you to do me a favor, dig up some, inf- some information on Joe Biden. Because he thought, because I guess Trump feels like, you know, the same racist assholes that voted for Trump are the same racist assholes that quite possibly will vote for Joe Biden. It's no secret as to why Barack Obama put Joe Biden as his running mate. And I believe I said in one of the forum episodes um, here on the Hood Loves Me podcast that the reason why people like Joe Biden get a lot of black support is because black people know that whitey ain't going to vote for the candidate that we want. So we might as well support a candidate. You know, like, like black people are the ones politically that coined the term lesser of two evils. Like, listen, I don't like that motherfucker, but I know that white people ain't going to vote for the person that I like. So I'm going to go with the lesser of the two evils. That's how we got there. Right. So that was July 25th. OK. Same, same day that was a whistleblower complaint, whatever, whatever. I'm going to skip that. Um, August 2nd, Giuliani, Trump's lawyer, former mayor of New York City reportedly travels to Spain to meet with one of Zelensky's advisors, right? Andre Yermak. 
right? According to this whistleblower complaint, and this whistleblower complaint is is, is a big fucking day. You got uh, Trump's son on The View talking about, and they want to out this dude, and now this picture's floating around of this guy, and I'm not sure if that's legal. And some people are trying to compare that to the Edward Snowden thing, and I'm like, well, one guy committed a crime and then fled to an enemy country and was awarded political asylum by one of our enemies. And one guy said something that was in the best interest of our government and asked our government for protection. I don't see how those two things are the same. Um, but, you know, hey, this isn't my fight. Uh, so on August 12th, um, a whistleblower complaint, uh, a whistleblower complaint bearing... This date is addressed to Senator Richard Burr, Republican uh, from North Carolina, chairman of the Senate Collect, chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Adam Schiff, California, chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee. Blah blah blah. blah whatever the case, right? So they forwarded this complaint um, to people in the CIA, and thus starts the investigation. And I'm getting all of this from the Associated Press. Um, August 26th, Michael Atkinson. The inspector general for the intelligence community sends a letter to the acting director of national intelligence informing him that um, the inspector general's office has received the complaint addressed to Congress ur urging concern on a call between Trump and Homie from Ukraine, and he believes that the conversation could have amounted to a federal campaign finance crime, right? Justice Department files this September 3rd. Congress is informed September 9th. Um, on September 11th, irony, military aid is released. The White House informed lawmakers that it's releasing $250 million in military aid to Ukraine. Trump responds September 29th. This should start at January 25th. Okay. Um, September 24th, Speaker Pelosi announces that the House is moving forward with official impeachment <laughs> inquiry saying no one is above the law. Huh. Funny you say that. No one's above the law. A whole lot of motherfuckers are above the law. Um, so, you know, the little rough transcript is released on the 25th. Um, complaint is released. October 3rd, testimony and all of that shit. White House refuses cooperation, of course. Um, and then testimony all until Halloween and whatever. I say that to say, listen, nobody's above the law. Fine. People listening to this podcast. You commit a crime July 25th. One of them people coming to see you about, the, uh, about said crime. One of them people coming about said crime. Nobody's above the law. Nobody's above the law, my asshole. Nobody's above the law. Fuck you talking about? Yo, they're putting out like leaked, you know, like audio of uh, news reporters talking about. Um, Epstein thing and yeah man we had this three years ago we had this tied up three years ago but you know they made us you know we had the royal family that was linked into it we had the Clintons that was linked into it and fucking uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein was gonna be the biggest pedophile in the history of child sex there was an autopsy that said that you know he didn't hang himself that the evidence does not show signs of suicide. Somebody did the suicide to him. What's going to happen to that? You got Bill Gates. 
Somebody who, you know, we respect. Somebody who we appreciate. Very successful man, very wealthy man. Saying, oh, I don't know if I could meet with Elizabeth Warren because uh, I don't know if she'd be open-minded. The fuck? The fuck you talking about? Why wouldn't she be open-minded? She seems like a pretty, you know, smart woman, pretty, like, level-headed person, someone that seems to be pretty reasonable. At least she plays a good, reasonable person on television. Why isn't this called misogyny? It's because he's Bill Gates. It's because he's a white guy, and I guess white guys can't be misogynistic. Right? But, uh, like, above the Harvey Weinstein's above the law. What's happening to Harvey? Right? You know, you know all this, uh, nobody's above the law. You know who's not above the law? Black people are not above the law. You guys may have heard about that petition with the guy Rodney Reed. I believe, I, I, I believe that's his name. I should know his name because I signed the petition, and I don't sign those fucking petitions. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like doing that shit. I think it's stupid. But I, 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 I did it. Rodney Reed. I did it. And if you don't know about this Rodney Reed story, Rodney Reed is somebody that's been doing time in prison because his side joint got murdered. And his side joint's main joint was a cop who, you know, is rumored to have done some pretty salacious shit, some pretty above the law shit. Um, and, you know, there was no investigation on whether or not, well, this police officer that was showed his main joint was never ruled out as a suspect, but whatever. Rodney Reed may not be above the law, but there's a lot of motherfuckers that are above the law. A lot of people that, you know, murder black people on video that are above the law. Let's, 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 let's be real. Let's be real. Right? Let's, let's, let's be real. Grin, I know, Nancy, you don't like the guy. And I know, pussy grabber, you don't like Nancy. But y'all motherfuckers is, is, you know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas is together in this shit, in my opinion. Until you prove otherwise, that's that's what, what we got. There's a lot of motherfuckers that's above the law. No, none of them look like me though. I mean, I'm glad to see that this Byron Allen thing is is starting to make the waves that it's supposed to make. But Comcast is definitely acting like they're above the law because they lost the case. Now they're now they're trying to, you know, they lost already. People listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast right now. If you want a lawsuit against a corporation and then they say, nah, we ain't lose. We're going back to court. <laughs> Did you win? Come on, man. There's a lot of motherfuckers that's above the law. Right? And, you know, the last story that I'm going to talk about um, is something that bothers me every time I see or read or hear about something like this. It fucking, it makes my ass itch. And what I'm talking about is how often teachers, mainly white women, fuck little boys. And you know what? I guess you same T.I. ass niggas, you know, y'all say little dumb shit like, oh man, like shit, that little nigga's a pussy. You know, if I was fucking my teacher, I wouldn't tell nobody. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you bitch. 
you bitch ass nigga. Because you fucking would. You would tell all, because right now, you tell all your little dusty ass friends about the fucking chicks that are dumb enough to give you pussy now. And you 38, nigga. Why wouldn't you tell the same dusty ass friends you had when you was fitting the same shit? Yo, I'm, you know, I'm fucking history. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you would, you fucking sucker. Bitch ass niggas. Shit is dumb, nigga. That shit ain't that shit ain't banging. That shit ain't cool. Ain't nothing about this shit cool. We have these grown ass women fucking these little boys. What type of damage is we allowing these motherfuckers to do to these little boys? And a whole lot of these women, they getting off on probation, suspended sentences, all types of shit. All types of shit, yo. And this shit is nasty. If it was black women, truthfully, if it was black women out here fucking little white boys, they're gonna, yo, they, we would, it, it would not, it would not be something that continues. They'd stop hiring black women to be fucking teachers, honestly. Honestly. They would. If it was black men out here fucking little girls, Oof. Oof. Right? I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Listen, it can be there are white dudes that be fucking students. At the high school that I graduated from, Franklin High School, there was a white guy, teacher, and I had him my freshman year, I believe. He was my earth science teacher, Mr. Gentile. You could look this up. I wish I could remember his first name. But Gentile spelled G-E-N-T-I-L-E. Um, he got caught twice fucking some little fifteen year old, and back when I was a little done, like I had his class, and like in his class he was he he was brazen. White dudes be brazen with the shit. Talk about above the law. White dudes be brazen. Um, he had pictures all all around his classroom. It would be him and and like you know sets of young girls. Right, it, it like it'd be him and four other girls in a picture. It'd be him and three other girls in a picture. It'd be him and six other girls in a picture. And it'd be different girls, different groups of girls. And I'd ask him, I'd say, "Yo, my man, like, where, where was this picture taken?" Like, oh, you know, me and a couple of my students, we went to Toronto for a trip. And I'm like, "What? I'm like, how do you what? Why? What do you mean? You didn't take the whole class? Like, what? Like a field trip to Toronto, to Canada, or to you know what I'm saying? Wherever. Insert location here." Not far, but not close. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, oh, yeah, it was me and my students. We went to downtown Newark. It wasn't nothing like that. Right? Um, and I was like, yes. Like, I was like, so how do you? So I asked him. I was like, so how do you, you know what I'm saying? As a curious young mind, as an inquisitive urban youth, I wanted to, yo, well, how do I get? I'd like to go to Montreal, my nigga. Oh, well, you know, some of my select students, you got to do well. You got to build a a whole lot of fluff. All that did was tell me, oh, this is some some funny shit going on. So, you know know what I'm saying? You out here, you, 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 so it'll be him and these young girls. Oh, nigga. I know what that means. Listen, I'm a, I'm I'm 35 years old. I got no business being anywhere by myself with a group of young girls. I got nowhere. I got no reason being anywhere that ain't related to me. 
or you know what I'm saying? Like I, you, you feel me? I got no reason. I, one of, one of my, one of my close friends, one of my good friends, her daughter, recently turned 21, and her daughter, even, even, even 21, because, because I've known this girl, this young girl, this young woman. Pardon me, because I've known this young woman for a huge part of her childhood. Now that this young woman is of age and she may have some friends that are of age, right? 21-year-old, 22-year-old women, for sure. She's like, yo, Mr. Mitch. She still calls me Mr. Mitch. She's like, yo, Mr. Mitch. You gonna go out with us for my birthday? It was a resounding fuck no. I'm not going out with y'all 21-year-old hoes. Not that they hoes, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not going out with y'all. For who, for what? She's like, yeah, why not? And I was like, because I got no business being with you and your friends. I mean, like, I'll go out. At like, like, if there's a dinner, I'll go out. I'll buy you dinner. You know what I'm saying? I might come through for a little bit, 20, 30 minutes or whatever, buy a round of drinks. And I'm getting the fuck about my, I'm getting the fuck on. Because even though this young woman is, you know, 21 years, and she's doing great things. I still see this little nine-year-old, this little nine-year-old brat, when I see her. So seeing this teacher, who, who, you know, when I was a little done, this this teacher around with girls my age, I'm like, oh, this shit is fun, oh, nah, and this, this is some funky shit. Why the fuck is this nigga? What what type of enjoyment is he getting? Plus, listen, not for nothing, fellas. How annoying. Are young chicks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How annoying are, are young chicks? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? The homie Dennis Quaid, he ain't my homie, but you know, fucking Dennis Quaid, I believe he just married or he has a 26-year-old girlfriend or something like that or whatever. Come on, mom. That shit has to be annoying. <laughs> I think a 65 is girl 26. That shit gotta be annoying. It gotta be annoying. It has to be annoying in the least. Right? But there's a case in Huntersville, North Carolina. <clears throat> I'm going to read this to you. This is from uh, WSOCTV.com. Huntersville, North Carolina. A high school teacher recently charged with having a sexual relationship with a student was found dead Wednesday morning along with her husband and an apparent murder-suicide. Officers were called around 8 a.m. to the home of 63-year-old Garinger High School teacher Emma Ogle, who last week was arrested after being accused of having sex with a student. Detective said Emma's husband, 59-year-old Michael Ogle, did not show up for work Wednesday, blah, 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 when a family went to the home to check to see what was going on, noticed a 63-year-old Emma in the home with a gun. Right, police were called. Um, they, 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 you know, give the street and authorities urge residents to avoid the area while they called in their SWAT team. Listen, you got one of those 63 year old bitch with a gun. You're going to call in your SWAT team officer. You're going to call in your SWAT team. Yo, like, 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 listen, I would, I would appreciate if y'all called in the SWAT team because y'all thought I was a threat barricaded in my Volkswagen with my seatbelt on. 
Yeah, I couldn't go in there and handle that. Once SWAT officers entered the home, they found both Emma and Michael dead from apparent gunshot wounds. Investigators said it was unclear when exactly both Michael and Emma were shot, blah, 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 blah. 63-year-old. And listen, I don't mean to speak ill on the dead or anything like that, but, you know, this bitch looked like Dick Vermeil in drag. You know what I'm saying? But you can't be out here fucking the kids. You can't. And we should not condone that. Right? There's a, there's a case in Florida. And I get the jokes about Florida, but, you know, there's a 20-something-year-old woman. And they, you know, they sent her ass to prison, luckily. But there's a 28-year-old woman, Melissa, Marissa, excuse me, Marissa Mowry. Um, got pregnant by an 11-year-old student. Right? The authorities say that the abuse started when the boy was 11 and Maori was 22. The now 17-year-old victim and his 5-year-old son 5-year-old son with this nasty bitch Right? <laughs> this, is, this shit is crazy. This shit is crazy. This shit, is, this shit reads like fiction. <laughs> Authorities say that the, the abuse started. When the boy was 11 years old, Mary was 22. The now 17-year-old victim and his 5-year-old son appeared Wednesday with the teen's mother, who testified that the family initially thought Mary had a baby with her boyfriend. Her son later discovered, excuse me, her son later disclosed he was the father and DNA proved it. The teen's mother said, this changed her son's life, you think? But he's an amazing dad. Oh, just fuck out of here. Taking his son to school each day before going to school himself. Oh, you know, you know this little boy was white. You know this little boy was white. And, that's, and, 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 and listen, that's not okay. Luckily, the, the, you know, this family received some type of justice. Upon this woman's release from prison, she will have to register as a sex offender. But a whole lot of these bitches don't have to register as sex offenders. Now, what can we do about this? I recently just talked about the recent election. Brushed it over. But that's how. District attorneys are elected. On a local level. Judges are elected. On a local level. But as it currently stands, the president of these United States is appointing judges that the American Bar Association deems not qualified to lifetime positions. This is the problem. So this whole above the law shit don't really work for all people. It don't. But this is nasty, and this is a problem. And listen, even me trying to look up the story about, uh, you know, Marissa Maury, I, I had read it earlier in, in the week. I tried to l- look it up on, like, my MacBook. I Google it. I, I put in teacher pregnant by, I put teacher pregnant by what came up, 15-year-old student, 12-year-old student, 13-year-old student. 
problem. But this is America. And this is how we give it up. Talk to your children, please. Educate your children about adult shit. Talk to your children about sex in a realistic way. And if you are not educated, educate yourself. Because a lot of us are not mature enough to be doing the shit that we do. We're not. So, that's all I got for y'all, man. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on a bunch of different platforms. And, um, again, thank you to everybody that reached out to me to make sure that I was doing all right. I really appreciate y'all for that. Um, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Oh, Shout out to FC Bayern Munich. Ha! Round of 16, bitches. I'll talk to y'all next week. Take it easy, man. Get it!